0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Mana for Breakfast for our abbreviated version that will be for Sunday or Monday on the audio podcast. We are looking at Second Samuel 13 and 14 today and John chapter 4. So if you can find your place, let's dig into it. Oh, and by the way, happy birthday, uh, Israel. This is the day, May 14th that it was established as a nation, so we want to be praying for Israel and be praying that they don't have more rockets today, attacks. So, Father God, thank you for this morning and thank you for giving us this opportunity to listen to your word and this opportunity, God, for this whole weekend to worship you and learn more of you and ministering your name and all the different things that you're doing in our lives. We want to thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Jumping in now to 2 Samuel 13. Now, it was after this that Absalom, the son of David, had a beautiful sister whose name was Tamar, and Amnon, the son of David, loved her. Amnon was so frustrated because of his sister Tamar that he made himself ill, for she was a virgin, and it seemed hard to Amnon to do anything to her. But Amnon had a friend whose name was Jonadab, the son of Shemaiah, David's brother. And Jonadab was a very shrewd man. He said to him, O oh, son of the king, why are you depressed morning after morning? Will you not tell me? And Amnon said to him, I am in love with Tamar, the sister of my brother Absalom. Jonadab then said to him, Lie down on your bed and pretend to be ill when your father comes to see you say to him please let my sister tamar come and give me some food to eat and let her prepare the food in my sight that i may see it and eat from her hand so amnon laid down and pretended to be ill when the king came to see him amnon said to the king please let my sister tamar come and make a couple of cakes in my sight that i might eat from her hand so david sent to the house of Tamar saying, go now to your brother Amnon's house and prepare food for him. So Tamar went to her brother Amnon's house and he was lying down and she took dough, kneaded it, made cakes in his sight and baked the cakes. She took the pan and dished them out before him, but he refused to eat. And Amnon said, have everyone go out for me. So everyone went out from him. And Amnon said to Tamar, bring the food into the bedroom that I may eat from your hand. So Tamar took the cakes which she had made and brought them into the bedroom to her brother Amnon. When she brought them to him, he took hold of her and said to her, come lie with me, my sister. And she answered him, no, my brother, do not violate me. For such a thing is not done in Israel. Do not do this disgraceful thing. As for me, where could I get rid of my reproach And as for you, you will be like one of the fools in Israel. Now therefore please speak to the king, for he will not withhold me from you. However, he would not listen to her, since he was stronger than she. He violated her and lay with her. And Amnon hated her with a very great hatred. For the hatred which he hated her was greater than the love with which he loved her. And Amnon said to her, Get up, go away. But she said to him, No, because this wrong and send me away is greater than the other that you have done to me yet he would not listen to her then he called his young men who attended him and said now throw this woman out of my presence and lock the door behind her now she had on a long-sleeved garment for in this manner the virgin daughters of the king dressed themselves in robes then this attendant took her out and locked the door behind her tamar put on ashes on her head and tore her long-sleeved garment which was on her and she put her hand on her head and went away crying aloud as she went then Absalom her brother said to her as Amnon your brother been with you but now keep silent my sister he is your brother do not take this matter to heart so Tamar remained and was desolate in her brother Absalom's house now when King David heard of all these matters he was very angry but Absalom did not speak to Amnon Neither good nor bad, for Absalom hated Amnon because he had violated his sister Tamar. Now it came about after two full years that Absalom had sheep shares and Baal Hazor, which is near Ephraim, and Absalom invited all the king's sons. Absalom came to the king and said, Behold, now your servant has sheep shares. Please let the king and his servants go with your servant. But the king said to Absalom, No, my son, we should not all go for we will be burdensome to you. Although he urged him, he would not go, but blessed him. Then Absalom said, if not, please let my brother Amnon go with us. And the king said, why should he go with you? But Absalom urged him. He let Amnon and all the king's sons go with him. Absalom commanded his servants saying, see now when Amnon's heart is merry with wine. And when I say to you, strike Amnon, then put him to death. Do not fear. Have I not myself commanded you? Be courageous and be valiant. So the servants of Absalom did to Amnon, just as Absalom had commanded. Then all the king's sons arose, and each mounted his mule and fled. Verse 30. Now it was while they were on the way that the report came to David, saying, Absalom has struck down all the king's sons, and not one of them is left. Then the king arose, tore his clothes, and lay on the ground, and all the servants were standing by with clothes torn. Jonadab, the son of Shimea, David's brother, responded, Do not let my lord suppose that they have put to death all the young men, the king's sons, for Amnon alone is dead, because by the intent of Absalom this has been determined since the day that he violated his sister Tamar. Now therefore do not let my lord the king take the report to heart, namely all the king's sons are dead, for only Amnon is dead. Now Absalom had fled And the young man, who was the watchman, raised his eyes and looked. and Behold, many of the people were coming from the road behind him by the side of the mountain. Jonadab said to the king, Behold, the king's sons have come, according to your servant's words. So it happened. And so as he had finished speaking, behold, the king's sons came and lifted up their voices and wept. And also the king and all his servants wept very bitterly. Now Absalom fled and went to Tamai the son of Aminahud, the king of Geshur. And David mourned for his son every day. So Absalom had fled and gone to Geshur and was there three years. The heart of King David longed to go out to Absalom for he was comforted concerning Amnon since he was dead. Chapter 14. Now Joab, the son of Zeruiah, perceived that the king's heart was inclined towards Absalom. And Joab sent to Tekoa and brought a wise woman from there and said to her, Please pretend to be a mourner, and put on mourning garments now, and do not adorn yourself with oil, but be like a woman who has been mourning for the dead many days. Then go to the king and speak to him in in this manner. So Joab put the words in her mouth. Now when the woman of Tekoa spoke to the king, she fell on her face to the ground and prostrated herself and said, Help, O king. The king said to her, What is your trouble? And she answered, Truly I am a widow, for my husband is dead. Your maidservant had two sons, but the two of them struggled together in the field, and there was no one to separate them, so one struck the other and killed him. Now behold, the whole family has risen against your maidservant, and they say, Hand over the one who struck his brother, that we may put him to death for the life of his brother whom he has killed and destroy the air also. Thus they will extinguish my coal, which is left, so as to leave my husband neither name nor remnant on the face of the earth. Then the king said to the woman, Go to your house, and I will give orders concerning you. The woman of Tekoa said to the king, O my lord, the king, the iniquity is on me and my father's house. But the king and his throne are guiltless. So the king said, Whoever speaks to you, bring him to me. And he will not touch you anymore then she said please let the king remember the lord your god so that the avenger of blood will not continue to destroy otherwise they will destroy my son and he said as the lord lives not one hair of your son shall fall to the ground then the woman said please let your majesty speak a word to my lord the king and he said speak and the woman said why then have you planned such a thing against the people of god For in speaking this word, the king is as one who is guilty, and that the king does not bring back his banished one. For we will surely die, and are like water spilled on the ground which cannot be gathered up again. Yet God does not take away life, but plans ways so the banished one will not be cast out from him. Now the reason I have come to speak this word to my Lord, the king, is that the people have made me afraid. So your maidservant said, Let me now speak to the king. Perhaps the king will perform the request of his maidservant. For the king will hear and deliver his maidservant from the hand of the man who would destroy both me and my son from the inheritance of God. Then your maidservant said, Please let the word of my lord, the king, be comforting. For as the angel of God, so is my lord, the king, to discern good and evil. And may the lord, your God, be with you. Then the king answered and said to the woman, Please do not hide anything from me that I am about to ask you. And the woman said, Let the Lord the king please speak. So the king said, Is the hand of Joab with you in all this? And the woman replied, As your soul lives, my lord the king, no one can turn to the right or to the left from anything that my lord the king has spoken. Indeed, it was your servant Joab who commanded me, and it was he who put all these words in the mouth of your maidservant. In order to change the appearance of things, your servant Joab has done this thing. But my Lord is wise, like the wisdom of the angel of God, to know all that is in the earth. Verse 21. Then the king said to Joab, Behold now, I will surely do this thing. Go therefore, bring back the young man Absalom. Joab fell on his face to the ground, prostrated himself, and blessed the king. Then Joab said, Today your servant knows that I have found favor in your sight, O my Lord, the king. In that the king has performed the request of his servant. So Joab arose and went to Geshur and brought Absalom to Jerusalem. Moreover, the king said, let him turn to his own house and let him not see my face. So Absalom returned to his own house and did not see the king's face. Now in all Israel was no one as handsome as Absalom, so highly praised. From the sole of his foot to the crown of his head, there was no defect in him when he cut the hair of his head and it was at the end of every year that he cut it for it was heavy on him so he cut it he weighed the hair of his head at 200 shekels by the king's weight so to Absalom there was born three sons the one daughter whose name was Tamar she was a woman of beautiful appearance now Absalom lived two full years in Jerusalem and did not see the king's face then Absalom sent for Joab to send him to the king but he would not come to him so he sent again a second time but he would not come therefore he said to his servant, see joab's field is next to mine and he has barley there go and set it on fire so absalom's servants set the field on fire then joab arose and came to absalom to his house and said to him why have your servants set my field on fire absalom answered joab behold i sent for you saying come here that I may send you to the king to say, why have I come from Gesher? It would be better for me still to be there. Now, therefore, let me see the king's face, and if there is iniquity in me, let him put me to death. So when Joab came to the king and told him, he called for Absalom. Thus, he came to the king and prostrated himself on his face to the ground before the king and the king kissed him. Well, it's a beautiful story that David received him back, but Absalom did have iniquity in him, in that he killed his brother, although he was using the right of the avenger, um, the avenger of blood, for what had happened to his sister, although she wasn't killed, but she was violated. And this is a tricky one to kind of judge. You know, the Bible says, "Vengeance is mine; we're to leave vengeance in His hands," and he did not take the matter to his father nor did he keep it or take it to the Lord or to the to the priests he just held the bitterness in his heart for two years my guess is that he was planning this all out waiting for everything to die down all of his brother's paranoia so that he could find the perfect opportunity to strike him down well you could say that all of this um, is all of Israel's future troubles really, I mean, that what's going to happen in the future all end up coming about due to this one man's lust. It's pretty sad when you think about how this all played out with um, Tamar here. Because Tamar is innocent, and she's she's Hamnon's half-sister. And Amnon decides... That he loves her, but in the Old Testament, you know, it would be great. I haven't done the study in the Word and, in, in a word study on that for a while, but it's obviously it wasn't real love. It okay. lust because the moment he had her, then he didn't want her after that, and that's how lust operates. It only wants for itself to conceive. It doesn't want anything else. It does not want to reciprocate anything real. It doesn't want to to establish relationship. It only is interested in taking for itself, and of course. She says to him, nothing like this is done in Israel, meaning the pagan nations did this kind of thing, but they were separate, set apart. This kind of interfamily family, um, immoral relationships were not to be done in Israel. It was judged under the law unto death. And so, of course, Absalom thinks he has justification, but Absalom's going to create a whole coup against his own father. This is all going to keep snowballing to the point where he's now going to take over the kingdom all starting with Amnon's lust. Lust is a destroyer, not only of the person, but of people and cultures. It's taken down entire cultures and nations from the lust of the men that are in power and abuse the power and lust after these things. So it's certainly a great lesson for us. And David did not do anything about it. That's the other thing. It was wrong for David not to act against Amnon. Amnon should have been the one that was banished, if not killed, not Absalom. Of course, Absalom banished himself. And then so Absalom feels he's got to take action. And because of the inaction of his father, now Absalom feels emboldened to now challenge the throne of God. Very sad. All right, chapter 4 of the book of John, verse 26 verses. Jesus goes to Galilee therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John, although Jesus himself was not baptizing, but his disciples were, he left Judea and went away again into Galilee, and he had to pass through Samaria. So he came to a city of Samaria called Sychar, near the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. And Jacob's well was there, so Jesus, being wearied, from his journey was sitting thus by the well it was about the sixth hour there came a woman of samaria to draw water jesus said to her give me a drink for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food therefore the samaritan woman said to him how is it that you being a jew ask me for a drink since i am a samaritan woman for jews have no dealing with samaritans jesus answered and said to her If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked, and he would have given you living water. She said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? You are not greater than our father Jacob, are you, who gave us the well and drank it himself and his sons and his cattle? Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give them shall never thirst again. But the water that I will give him will become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty nor come all this way to draw. He said to her, Go call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You have correctly said I have no husband. For you have had five husbands and the one whom you now have is not your husband this you have said truly the woman said to him sir i perceive that you're a prophet our fathers worshipped in this mountain and you people say that in jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship jesus said to her woman believe me an hour is coming when neither in this mountain nor in jerusalem will you worship the father you worship what you do not know we worship what we know for salvation is from the Jews. But an hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For such people the Father seeks to be his worshipers. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, he who is called Christ. When that one comes, he will declare all things to us. And Jesus said to her, I who speaks to you am he? I would imagine her heart at that moment stopped. And listening to his words, looking into his eyes, can you imagine how the Holy Spirit would have been confirming that and her, her whole life transformed at that second? And again, she knew that she was a sinner. She knew it was standing before the Messiah the anointed one that was coming and it's now all the words are ringing in her ears and he wants to give me living water. He wants to give me life eternal. And even though I am not worthy, he is still offering this to me and I'm not a Jew. She makes all these other conversations, you know, when he busts her for being an immoral lifestyle and she starts saying, well, turns the conversation to a religious one. Well, let's, let's talk religion. And he says, no, don't want to talk religion. There's coming a time, it's not going to be about where you worship, it's about who you worship and how you worship. You're going to worship what God's looking for, those who are on to worship in spirit and truth, who want to worship him and not be all concerned about the place and the ritual. And so she she's a, she's getting the whole story, this Samaritan woman. She clearly just says, I am the Messiah. What a wonderful thing. What a blessed revelation to one who was half jew and half greek and one who had been cast out by israel and one who himself could not find love gone through five husbands with one boyfriend she had looked at for love in all the wrong places she had been drinking from the wrong well and jesus shows up and says i am the living water and i'm the only one that can love you with the true love and and obviously she felt completely transformed, probably very convicted, but also liberated, because we're going to watch what she does right after this for the Monday edition as we look into that. So we're going to just call that good for now. I'm going to ask you guys to just be praying for us down here as we have completed the women's brunch. We're doing service and asking people to just completely or surrender the Lord, get, get their walk deep with the Lord, deeper, and, and asking God to bring in more people, and we're going to be having an outreach Monday, so if you're listening to this on Monday, be praying, we'll be out there in the afternoon, and uh, as an outreach with a church in California, and uh, down in, out in the area where we work, and for God to touch hearts and people to be like this Samaritan woman, to come and realize who Jesus is, the fountain of living water. So thank you, Father, for this day, and thank you for blessing us. And we do give our whole hearts over to you this day. ask you to continue to guide us and direct us and bless us, God, as we come into your presence. You're a good God. You're a faithful God, and we love you, God. And we thank you for your incredible mercy, the mercy you poured out on David, the mercy you poured out on the Samaritan woman. Just help us, God, to walk in faithfulness and not fall to the temptations of this world and see our lives destroyed. God, so many good lessons we learn here. So we thank you, Father, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. That'll do it. So God bless you guys. We'll pick this up again tomorrow, and we'll see you there. Bye-bye. Welcome to Mana for Breakfast, the daily Bible reading devotional, which chronologically takes you through the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation in one year. Grab a cup of coffee and your Bible and join us as we journey together through God's Word.